time when the fun begins. You may now have fun. Hi, I'm Navigator Lambert. And I'm Captain Dallas. And I'm Chief Engineer Parker. And welcome to Organize Fun, the board game podcast, where this time we've been playing Alien, Fate of the Nostromo, which Riley got me for my birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Happy early birthday. <laughs> but as usual, business first. It's been a while since this has happened, but I've got a new pet hate to add to the list Ooh. of pet hates. Uh-oh. And an- Another one? I am disappointed in myself for not coming up with this earlier for not even considering this earlier basically sentient board games on twitter put out a tweet about pet hate and one of the ones that they mentioned was people who like bend the cards and such and i was like yeah actually like none of our pet hates on our original list were about the general treatment of the game so if you're gonna bend the cards and if you're gonna like be rough with the things and i don't know put the bits in your mouth and bite the board or whatever then (laughs) fuck off <laughs> That's what I would suggest. But I don't. But like, what if you? What if you're putting the bits in your mouth to clean them? Just like you know, you got a mini. It's a little dirty. Is that how you do it? <laughs> but would this be sort of like non-gaming people that would not be aware of such troubles well, that uh, are being caused? I would like to think that a like a gaming enthusiast just by default wouldn't do that. No, I don't think so. But what if it's like a nervous tick or like a maybe they just run subconsciously do? Riley, have you had anyone? abuse uh, one of your games accidentally or on purposely so yeah I guess yes some people like when they play a card they like play it hard and it'll like bend it just a little bit so then it's got that curve also just like shuffling in general when people do like the and then they like bend it to shuffle yeah I spend a lot of time learning to shuffle without bending is that as bad because you're a sleever sleeving's so nice though because (laughs) because of the shuffling you just like put them together line them up and they just like fall right in place so you're just like stacking the cards and then they they just slide and shuffle it's so great I did have one guy that would take cards when he was thinking and just like rub it against his beard oh yeah and it was like like some greasy cards yeah I don't know. What if, okay, what would be the worst? What would get someone uninvited to your game night? I'm thinking, what if they just picked up a card and started picking their teeth with it? Or using one of the little plastic figures and just sort of, I don't know, digging under their fingernails with the <laughs> Picking out a booger with it. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't the solution to have... Can't you buy those, like, card holders so you're not actually holding them in your hands? They're just sort of on a stand in front of you. Is that a bit extreme? Yeah, but unless you can... Like, do not touch the card. Unless you have telekinesis, <laughs> you still have to touch them to put them in there. Well, yeah, but at least you're not sort of holding them the whole time. You're not Professor X. <laughs> <laughs> Although, and this is right before I come to my my story, and this was an accident, so it's not her fault. But like marbles and chess pieces, they are quite tempting to just put in your mouth, aren't they? Mm, <laughs> not really. What? No. <laughs> no. Am I the only one? <laughs> I'm not, not going to edit. Out. I stand. I stand by my beliefs. Marbles feel good in your mouth. They do. You just have to be careful. You just have to be careful not to swallow them and die. Anyway, so my cousin once upon 
a time. Picture this. Arkham Horror, all the expansions laid out, all set up. And what does she do? She drops a fucking cup of tea on it. Oh, my God, I remember that. Yeah. It wasn't that much damage, though, was it? No, it was all right. It was fine. There's a few tokens that sort of melted in the tea. Like the, you know, because they were like just a little double layer cardstocky stuff and it all. Oh, yeah. But, you know, there was just this moment of like, oh, my God. (laughs) What have you done? (laughs) Um, But that is, that's Arkham Horror's fault for being such an expansive game with so much stuff that it was just everywhere that there is no room to put a cup of tea down. No, sorry. If the board somehow reached up and knocked the tea out of her hand, (laughs) that would be Arkham Horror's fault. If a (laughs) Cthulhu smacked the tea, fine. But no. Anyway. (laughs) So, yes, the moral of this is the new pet hate is people who don't respect the game components. All agreed? All in favour? Say aye. 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 Yeah, I agree. You are reminded that enjoyment is compulsory. So, as I said then, this week we have been playing Alien Fate of the Nostromo. We usually force the guests to read the box. Do you have the box with you, Mr. Riley Sock? Oh, I do. Go for it. (coughs) Incoming transmission. A perfect organism. Its structural perfection is matched only by its hostility. An alien stalks the corridors of the commercial starship Nostromo, hunting you and your crewmates. Work together to move through the ship, gather supplies, and craft items to survive. Proceed carefully. The alien could be just around the corner. And remember, in space, no one can hear you scream. It is ages 10 and up, crew, 1 to 5 players, time 45 to 60 minutes. There you go. I think that's pretty, well, not funny, but it's 10 and up. But for any kid to know, you have to be at least 18 in theory to know what what the movie that it's based on is. <laughs> How old were you when you saw Alien? 12. <laughs> yeah, all Same. right. I play, but you know, in an ideal law-abiding world, <laughs> that wouldn't make sense. But yes. Yeah, so basically, the game outline, the board is a map of the Nostromo with all the ship's corridors, and you have little missions, you know, take such and such an item to this room, or everyone needs to meet in this room with so many amounts of tokens or whatever, and you've got to complete the missions before the alien sort of gets in the way and reduces your morale to zero. A workforce is a one workforce. I'm just going to start with some things I noticed in the setting up of the game, and some of them are quite negative, so I apologise to everyone. (laughs) But upon reading the rules and setting up the game, there's quite a few typos and contradictions. For example, I've listed the ones that I spotted. So on Brett's character card, he has one first name, which I think is Samson, is it? But in the rule book, it lists his name as Samuel, which is correct. He is Samuel Brett, not Samson Brett. Sort it out. The rule book, rule book. That's a new way. <laughs> that's of how it's written on there. Yeah, rule book. Another typo. <laughs> it's a new way of learning how to play a game. You have a fishing rod and you have to catch the rules as they flow down the brook. <laughs> no, it says on the setup, did you notice this, Riley? It says place the encounter cards on the space on the board for the encounter cards, but there is no such space. And the picture directly underneath that shows the encounter cards not on the board. So what are you talking about? (laughs) Right? It is so weird. And at various different places, the word canister alternately has one N or two Ns, depending on literally nothing. (laughs) So there you go. (laughs) 
I never noticed that. For me, <laughs> one of the confusions came from maintenance and maintenance bay. And the rule book, it always refers to it as maintenance bay. Yeah. But on the map, it's just maintenance. Yeah, exactly. Like I had to do a double check of just like, okay, well, is there a maintenance and a maintenance bay or is it? But yeah, I just think, I don't know. I've said this before. It's your duty to just check for these things, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, they're not major things though. No, getting someone's name wrong is kind of major. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. I know. And that one's like, it's in the rule book, right? And it's on the like the player board where it will be prominent in the game. Yeah. It's wrong. And it's like, yeah. what? Are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. Well, there was 11 people that play tested this according to the uh, the, the rule book. So they missed all of that. Well, and, and this is by Ravensburger. Yeah. But I don't think it's the playtesters' fault. So I think it's the editor's fault. Well, there were two editors on this. Yeah. So. Crystal Proctor and Cassidy Werner. You should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> I hope an alien drops out of an air vent and rips you to shreds. <laughs> So yes, a few typos. You're right, nothing that interferes with the actual playing of the game. But if you're a perfectionist, it's sort of annoying. The other thing, so right, the characters are these amazing like figures and they look exactly like who they're supposed to look like. And you can tell and it's all very good. And the alien figure is brilliant. Why is Ash just a shitty cardboard standee then? Why? Why can't you have a plastic figure of Ash? Oh, well, because he stands out then. Because you you get confused about who's on the board. So Would I do you understand that. I'm going to stick up for that decision. I don't know. I don't know. I think just make him white, right? Like like the blood of Ash. Yeah. Because then you have like black, white. I think it wouldn't be too much of a stress. A stress? A stretch. You can just imagine them in the 3D printing room just having a panic attack. <laughs> it wouldn't be too much of a stretch to just make him a plastic figure. But there you go. Those are, those are my criticisms, my early criticisms. <laughs> Everything else about I promise <laughs> is positive. Please make sure you get your phone quota. So the first the first major thing is you have to choose which crew member that you want to be. And it's not an arbitrary choice. Different crew members can take different amounts of actions and they all have a different special ability. Did that factor into your choosing of your players? Go. No, I just chose. Uh, well, actually, well, my actions were five. So I, I had the most, I think. Yes, but you didn't everyone. get a special ability. So that I was the yeah. trade-off. Um, but apart from that, no. Riley, why did you choose Parker? I just like him. No, I also looking at the ability I thought there's three of us his special ability is spend an action add one scrap to your inventory from the scrap pile use only once per turn so I thought that would be useful too but Ripley's is also very useful and I like I was really really tempted to do that one too yeah she can move someone else around can't she yeah but Brett he can only do three actions per turn but his special ability is really good because he doesn't have to spend an action to craft stuff out of crap out of crap (laughs) (laughs) out of scrap <laughs> can you imagine that everyone else is building out of scrap and he's just like yeah I've made this torch out of turd <laughs> that's exactly why he uh, costs less to, to to craft things absolutely and that's why he dies second <laughs> who died first? Kane obviously oh, oh yeah because <laughs> yeah obviously for the alien to be existing Kane has already sadly died yeah yeah well I chose again regular listeners will know that I'm really really shallow and I usually choose the cutest boy and in this one I'm afraid that goes to Lambert even though she's a lady (laughs) (laughs) he's a rather cute boy though absolutely and she just you know yeah (laughs) good old um... (laughs) I can't remember who plays it now Veronica Cartwright 
they're good um, likenesses. The pictures are amazing. Like I, I recognise yeah, you recognise them. She's a star. <laughs> yes, good. But like there again, they're those weird. It's like they've been painted over, haven't they? They're like not photos. They're paintings. Paintings. <laughs> but they're really good. Yeah. Yeah. Who did the art? Who did the art? Shout out to the artists. I love how it says no cats or aliens were hurt in the making uh, of this game. <laughs> is it under the designer? No, it doesn't say who did the art. Maybe they are from photos, just sort of painted over. Maybe. Sign up today for your local phone patrol. Did you get much use out of your character's special actions? Well, I was not looking at me because I haven't got any. You didn't have one. Should we? <laughs> <laughs> well, but you did have an extra action. Yeah, it did help to move around, like, yeah, to get around a bit quicker to, to get what I needed to do. So, yes. I was happy with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used mine a couple of times so I could look at the top card of the encounter deck, which is when shit goes down. And if I didn't like it, I could put it to the bottom. I mean, they're never going to be amazing, are they? There's always going to be some element of risk. But yeah, there was one time when I was like, no, definitely, definitely don't want that to happen. So stick that to the bottom. So that gave me a bit of extra sort of control. What about yours, Riley? Yeah, I mean, I used mine almost every turn because I was just like, free scrap, you know? Absolutely. Yes. And scrap was what we needed. And scrap was what we didn't have. <laughs> yeah. So, And that was unfortunate luck. Like, we just kept getting that card that made us discard scrap. Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to use my ability to spend an action, add one scrap to your inventory from the scrap pile. But I will use my final one then as my special ability. I'll just look at the top encounter deck. Yeah, it's the meet me in the infirmary. So I'm going to put that to the bottom. Otherwise, I would have to go to the med bay. So I was going to move on to the missions. So you start, you deal out just four random mission cards. And as I said at the beginning, you know, it's take stuff. So we had, what was it? Take a flashlight to the med bay, take something else, motion tracker to hypersleep, take the thing to the place. Yeah. <laughs> look, they, and they were fairly achievable. They looked fairly achievable. They did look fairly achievable. But that's when you forget, because obviously, all right, when you meet the alien, you run away from it and so the alien being in your way is obviously a huge hindrance to the proceedings and I was pleasantly surprised I know this probably is a is a frag comment but I'll say it now because like normally you'd expect like an alien game to involve having to fight the alien but this is more about getting your shit done much like the first movie it's not a combat action movie is it it's a get your shit done while avoiding the monster and that's exactly what the game is it sort of recreates you're working around the alien you're not trying to stop the alien you're trying to just avoid 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 yeah so that was good and I like you're right they all seemed really achievable but we still lost yes it was because of that one and I think that was a lot of luck based shenanigans of just like constantly losing our scrap yeah the alien being too close to us and making it so that we couldn't even go into the galley at one point have you how many times have you played this I think I've played all of the objectives once so is that four or five times is the what well, the final objectives or, yeah, yeah. Would you say, are there some missions, like, do you think it's possible to have a combination of mission cards that's really easy that you can just zip, zip, zip in a row or not? Well, like, we got the first three done really fast and we would have gotten that fourth one done really fast, but all of ours were on the upper deck or the main deck. Yes. So I wonder if even just one of them was down below, like, that could have made it so that the alien wouldn't have been so focused on just coming to the upper deck and, like... No, that's true. 
Um, so it made it like we were essentially only playing on the main deck, which made our board much smaller. No, that's true. And I sort of, for a few times, forgot the lower deck existed and just forgot there were ladders and that things could move <laughs> up and down between the ladders. <laughs> yep, yep. It's not like super clear, but yeah. No. So our objectives, bring an electric prod to the galley, bring a flashlight to the med bay, crew meeting all crew members in galley with at least one scrap token in each crew member's inventory, and then check the hypersleep, bring a motion tracker to the hypersleep chamber. Easy. It sounds really simple. So easy. And surely there's not an alien wandering around the ship trying to kill us. I think next turn I could finish the hypersleep chamber. What am I doing? I've got to take a flashlight to the med bay. Wow, it's a little bit alien-y at the moment. If um, you um, want to hang out in the galley, then next time it's my turn, we could finish the galley one. Yes. I, I'm on the way to the galley as well. I don't have any scrap, though. I'll be able to generate a scrap and then trade you scrap. Okay, brilliant. I'm moving one. I'm now in the galley. Yep. And then I'm going to trade my scrap to get my electric prod. So that's three scrap. Mm -hmm. I have the electric prod. So that's, the, that's that one done. Oh, yeah. Electric prod in the galley done done Ooh, okay i think that we can still do this depending on what's in the bridge because there okay. is one scrap in the bridge right yes yeah. should i go and get it i could do it in one turn yeah you can grab it and then come yeah. back right yeah yeah go on depending yeah. on what the concealed token is yeah. one mm -hmm. two grab the scrap That's and three. then the concealed it's the alien oh oh, <laughs> oh no this was so easy so none of us have any scrap now <laughs> <laughs> So you've got your missions. Your your sort of each player's turn is divided into two sections. There's the you you act section where you do your four actions. You can move. You collect this scrap that's around the ship uh, and you use it to build weapons and trackers and torches and stuff and helpful helpful items. And then after that, you take an encounter card which reveals what the alien's doing during that. So did, what was your guys' strategy? Because it's a cooperative game. We're working together to achieve the these missions so like, we ended up sort of splitting it didn't we like you focused on one mission just for you so you went to hypersleep to do the thing I took responsibility for trying to get the flashlight to the med bay you took responsibility for doing the cattle prod thing I think that worked quite well yeah I think that's the best way to do it and it's not like there's a even though you've got the upper and lower deck it's not like there's it's loads of space it's it's not actually that far it's only a couple of turns that you've got if you need to get to a room it doesn't take that long to get there yeah. So you can be like, right, I'm going to go there, I'm going to get that, come back. It's It doesn't seem to take that long. It's just when you get these alien encounter cards, all these things that stop you or mm. take the scrap away and things. So yeah, that's that's the way to do it with the four missions is to break it up. And Yeah. And so the amount of missions is always however many players plus one. So there's always going to be that one spare. Even if you divide it right, you do that one, I'll do this one, you do that one. Mm. There's always going to be one spare. And I think it was just, again, luck of the cards that we had three individual missions and one that needed all three of us to work together. Yeah, because it would have taken long if they were all, I don't know what else is in here, but if they were all like like that one where we all had to be in the same space for each one, mm. that would just take a bit more coordination. And yes, because there were times, wouldn't happen. so many times, all three of us had to be in the galley and we all had to have scrap and we were just waiting there and then the alien would come and we'd all run away or Ash would come and steal all our scrap. It was just bad yeah. luck, bad luck, bad luck. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had a like a really, really easy playthrough? 
playthrough of it where you've just hardly met the alien at all or just zipped through in a one player game because in the rule book it says one player you just play with one character yeah and that is super easy because like the alien's never gonna catch you like i don't think i think i lost one or two morale from revealing concealed tokens yeah and so like as one player the game kind of sucks like, <laughs> it is it was not fun and that was my first you know like i played like two games to see like well maybe i'm not doing it right and i think when i added ash ash didn't move at all and i was like am i playing wrong is ash supposed to move a different way because there's just specific cards that i just didn't draw when i played with them yeah well that, again that's another thing so the rules just on the back um for a more challenging game you can introduce ash ash starts the game in the med bay and then it goes straight into whenever ash moves he uses the shortest route blah 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 blah, blah. but it doesn't say yeah i had to do a cheeky little check on google what are you doing i'm switching my chair because my chair's all creaky <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had to look up on Google and I wasn't the only one. There was a whole like forum thread of like, well, does Ash take a turn like a player or no? And, you know, people that they had to be told that he only moves when you draw those order 937 cards. But you're right. It's not immediately obvious what he does. Yeah, like include that in the rule book. I went around and like Googled when it because I got it maybe the first week or two it came out. Yeah. And I had no idea. Like there was no information there. So up until today, I think I didn't realize what Ash even like what the purpose was I think I homebrewed it and just made it so that he moved every turn or something yeah. like, or whenever the alien moved he just moved the same amount of spaces yeah almost as like a second villain doing the same thing yeah yeah but playing with more people is a lot more fun entertaining and challenging I've played with uh, Matt from yeah. from our friend info adventure co plug plug plug, 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 plug. <laughs> <laughs> and we both had a lot of fun it was really fun at two players and it was challenging but we still won like fairly easily so i All feel right, like the in like well i think two to three players is a significant difference though <laughs> yes so and we also didn't play with ash who was eating all our junk <laughs> i mean scrap <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows androids love junk <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> It is the alien hunt. So it moves two spaces, right? Towards the nearest person. Quiet in the galley. The alien moves one space and then two scrap in the galley and a conceal token. Well, shall I head to and get the um, electric prod thing? Then I can move one, two towards the med bay. He's and right then... behind me. <laughs> it's order 937. Meet me in the infirmary. The act Active crew member moves to the med bay. Uh oh. Party in the med bay. Oh shit. I forgot all about the alien. <laughs> Who keeps running around our ship just dropping scrap all over the place? Uh, it's just I'm... falling apart it's a piece of shit that's fine we're done with hypersleep yeah who cares oh, oh. He's going, coming into the galley uh, <laughs> well just, that messes up our turn don't go to mother because that's a dead end i am definitely screwed alien lost the signal return the alien to the nest <gasps> yeah. place a concealed token in each room where no crew members or concealed tokens are present oh my god oh. every single room that's what it says okay does the nest count as a room no yes uh, do we have do we have, are we ever going to need to go there? Oh, There's whatever. some objectives that do. I think, yeah, why not put one in there? Okay. Um, shuffle it's all right. alien encounter cards back into the encounter deck. So you got to 
to look through and make sure they're alien encounter cards. Uh, oh, alien. so not the quiet ones. I'll yeah, just, not the quiet. Just the bad because ones. <laughs> that makes it harder later, right? Like the longer it goes. I made that mistake my first game and it was like, this is so easy. These cards are nice. <laughs> it's order 937, crew expendable. The active crew member loses all scrap. Uh, <laughs> shuffle all order 937 cards back into the deck. And if Ash is in the ship and no crew member is with him, move him to spaces. So we need to go back on a scrap hunt. Well, me and Mark do. I've got one. Okay, I need to go on a scrap hunt. (laughs) Fine. Riley can make scrap. You've already got scrap. I'll just say, well... I've got no scrap. All right, I get it. Right, so Mark's in the bridge. We're in the galley. But the alien's around. Shit, shit, shit. Do you want to scope out the docking bay for me? Yeah. All right. Revealing the docking bay. Last thing we need is the fucking alien getting in there. (laughs) Yeah. Crew expendable. I lose all my scrap, you fucker. Oh (laughs) my gosh. Oh shit, but the alien is... Oh my god. Oh, it's the alien. And we lose. Yeah, well, the next thing I noted was about Ash. I mean, like, we haven't played without him. So would you say there is a big difficulty jump with him in it? Before this game, I would have said it's not too much different. But this game was like, yeah, he ate all our scrap. Our junk, yeah. whatever it's called, scrap. <laughs> he gobbled our junk down. Endlessly. <laughs> he it was frustrating. Up. He was he was a junk hog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it made it so like, yeah, we ran out of scrap at the top floor, the main deck, and the sub deck we like literally didn't go to until the last turn. No. We would have definitely won, 100%. If? If he wasn't there. Yeah. 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 But, you know, I'm all in. Go for it. But I think he should be in all... It, it, it shouldn't be an option. He should be there to add that yes. extra level, I think. Yeah. I liked the challenge, definitely. Now knowing how he works, it's like, oh, that's a cool added difficulty because otherwise you're just like, yeah, you can move about pretty freely and grab stuff. But you stay away. You know how, like, the alien so the items the if you've got the flashlight it does less morale damage and if you've got the cattle prod and the flamethrower and stuff are there any of them specifically designed to target ash i don't think they are like there's literally nothing you can do about him is there yeah because he's essentially like a crewmate that's kind of a bastard right yes but then it says in this mission thing defeat ash by dealing three damage to him oh, but so that's how do you the do that? final objective yeah, but how do you do it you discard uh, you, you use a canister oh right because that's what they use in the film to knock his head off ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he steals scrap. Uh, I wouldn't like to stay away from him. I'm just babysitting Ash. Ash is a twat. You have my sympathies. <laughs> <laughs> Six up a load of milk. <laughs> Collating data. Each crew loses one scrap. Oh no. God damn it. Are you. St- oh my gosh. If Ash is in the ship, move him two spaces. Fucker. Ash is a dick. I've just got frag next. Has any, do we, have I missed anything major to talk about? It'll come out in the frag. It'll come out in the frag. That's a good, that's a good uh, catchphrase. <laughs> it all comes out in the frag. You can't hold any secrets here. The frag will reveal... Yeah. Well, shall we frag? Yeah. Let's do it. I've got my cards. Oh, you can have those. I'll have these. We will start, as always, with fun. Riley, you can start us off with fun. Yeah, and this is out of 30, right? <laughs> I, I would say four. I have a good time doing it. I think there's fun choices and well then I would start dipping into replayability which I'm not going to do yet <laughs> <laughs> 
think there's some fun things to it. Uh, yes. A pretty classic co-op game where it's like, I have my turn, then it's the game's turn, and then it's the next player's turn, then game, you know, like the back and forth there. Yeah, I also went for four for pretty much the same reason. I like having multiple objectives at the top to choose from. You know, it made it less linear. It's not like, okay, do this one, and when that's complete, turn the next one over. You could choose and spread them out between yourselves. And it was like a logic, you know, with the alien blocking the way and stuff like, hey, well, I can't go that way. So what can I do and how can I fix it? It was good. It was fun. It was like a, a cerebral puzzle set on a spaceship. Mm, yes. I also went for four as well. Cool. So I liked, yeah, I like the missions and I like the pace. It's quite a pacey game. You're not sort of waiting around too much. There's always something happening. All the aliens are going to come and get you. And I liked, like I said before, like it was, they were achievable things you could see, right? I just, just need to do that and just need to do that. But then you've got that level of Ash and the alien adding that extra tension. So, yeah. yeah, cool. Which is a buddy sitcom, Ash and the Alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except it's a really doofy, like, shit alien. It's, like, so obviously a man in a suit that just makes all the Every episode just ends yeah. with them, like, oh, alien. <laughs> After he's, like, ruined Free the party. Yeah, spilled all the drinks, broken a window, whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, with the fun thing, though, we didn't get to do this much because of the, like, we needed to save at least one scrap and the scrap was being eaten all the time but crafting stuff is really fun like I really wanted to craft the incinerator which costs four and that would make it so that then I could somewhat control the alien but we never got to do anything like that no I suppose yeah that's the point because we I was only focused on crafting what I needed to achieve the missions rather than bonus crafting I suppose yeah which is really nice and useful like it's kind of defensive crafting but, but we didn't really get to do that no. just because we needed the scrap and we kept losing it yes <laughs> What does the motion tracker do? To reveal a concealed token in a room up to two spaces away. I'm going to discard my two scrap and I'm going to craft the flashlight. Okay. The motion tracker pays off. Nice. Right, replayability. I'll start on this one. I'm going to go for four again. I think, obviously, there's enough, there's like a whole deck of different objectives. So you're, it's not like you're going to get the same ones each time. But each objective, it's not like once, if just, because you've had that objective before there's no clear strategy on how you would do that because there's also the random element of where the alien's going to be and how it's going to get in your way sometimes you might be able to like you did on your first turn right you went straight up to the room crafted the thing and did it easy peasy but on another game the alien might hamper your your chances on that one before you can and so you have to adapt your plan i think there's enough about it that even the same objectives you wouldn't be able to play through in the same way what do you think i was going to say three what just because sort of in contradiction to what you're saying maybe it would get a bit I know there's lots of, there's the different missions I know what you're saying about that but maybe just just generally with the game and just the it is like I said it's like a small area so it's I don't know it would be quite I, I feel like it could get repetitive okay. in opposition to to all the reasons that you just said yes <laughs> <laughs> Riley what about you yeah I, I think it's pretty replayable yeah like there's five different final missions right Right? Yes. So like, and then there's 
three, six, ten different objectives. Yes. So like that's a lot of mix, mix and match. Plus you can add in or take out Ash. You can choose different characters with different abilities, trying different things there. I think it's pretty replayable. This goes back to fun maybe, but as you were talking about the objectives, right? When you go and you turn in a, in an objective, all you have to do is be present essentially. It doesn't take an action for the most part. No. So it's like bring a flashlight to the med bay. As soon as you move in there with the flashlight, you've completed it. Part of me wonders if it should be like a, if that should be an action to complete it and then give you a reward so that like those are a little more rewarding. Yeah. Well, like maybe, I don't know, like a progression scale. So like when you complete the first objective, one person... I don't know, you get an extra action per set, you know, or something, you just get a little bonus or, and then when you completed two objectives, the next bonus kicks in or, you know, or maybe just completing objectives might let you heal one morale or something like that, because you're, you're bound to start feeling, you know, yay, I'm progressing. This boosts my morale. I don't know, but yeah, something. Yeah. I feel like just something to make those objectives feel a little bit more rewarding because otherwise it does just kind of feel like, yeah, like, sure, I did that. Yeah. And I think because the first one, when you did the hyper, I had to double check i was like oh did you complete that because it happened almost so unceremoniously (laughs) yeah i was like okay and that's done now i'm gonna move over to here (laughs) did you give it a number oh i didn't yeah i'd say four cool oh this is where i have to this is where we get into some fractions you couldn't just deduce my number from what i was saying no sorry 3.6 for that mark you get to start us off for aesthetic okay well we've said that the character paintings illustrations are very very good and the the board and the design sort of fits in with the same kind of style it's sort of clear I, li- I like the layout of the the board of the of the ship yeah there's nothing uh, the fonts are all very good and very futuristic and space like and alien alien adjacent um, <laughs> yeah I like it I'm gonna give it a four cool there's nothing glaringly awful about the design or the colors or or anything really nice I like the figures yep ready yeah I agree I love that they ins- they could have easily just done screen caps right like like yes. all these objective cards, all of the encounter cards, the characters, those could have been screenshots. And I, th- I think that would have taken away from it. I, n- I never really like screenshots in my games for the most part. I just think they're so easy to get wrong. Like the screen grabs. Yeah. 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 There's, there's no guarantee that the movie or the TV show or whatever is going to have the exact shot that you want. And then you end up with some really dodgy ones. Like the Buffy Legendary has some really bad ones. But anyway. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. So I love how they did that and there's a maybe this ties into fun as well uh, as we go through this right but in the in the movie people die right yeah like you're looking for a cat and you get killed spoiler alert (laughs) but in this one instead when you run into the same space you're just like oh no i've got to run away Uh, (laughs) it's like the scooby-doo version of alien (laughs) yeah hence ages 10 and up right (laughs) but at the same time that does allow for like all of these arts all this arts is like stuff that isn't canonically in the movie so yeah. they can just like explore that uh, you know like oh what if Parker is is holding a grappling gun yeah and hunting down or, or doing whatever you know whatever these cards are doing yeah so definitely gives a little bit more freedom I think as well like and it adds to the immersion I love it I, I really like the art I think I would actually give the art uh, I think I would give it a five if if 
the ash was like a mini. Yeah. And this, I don't know. Yeah, there's a couple things. I also feel like the item tokens are a little bit funky looking. Like it has a good thing or a bad thing. Bad. Okay. Yeah. Funky in a bad way. Like it's (laughs) got, you know, it's a rectangle. So it's got horizontal and vertical. But when you look at the writing, it's vertical. But then when you put it on your player board, you put it horizontal. And so then the writing is is the wrong way. Does that make sense? Is that kind of weird? It totally does. And the player board could easily fit four slots done vertically instead of horizontally. Yeah, they could. Yeah. And in fact, that would have looked neater. (laughs) But anyway. So the token. So a four, I think because of those, like, why did you cheap out on Ash? The (laughs) item cards are a little bit funky. Yeah. I'm I'm also going for a four because obviously all the typos and the stuff is what has kept it from a five for me. Yeah. But I love the look of the board. It's got, it's like, you know, the ship's like hologram projector thing and all the, you know, on the intro of Alien when the monitors come on and it's all that slightly blurry, like crappy, even though we're years and years and years in the future, it's like it's powered on a ZX Spectrum and it looks like that. And the instruction book, you know, transmission origin, it's got the Wayland Yutani headings on the stuff. It's like a crew file. It looks very good. It's just those technical errors that have kept it from the top spot for me. Back to you, Riley, for gameplay to start us off. Oh, gameplay. All right. I think I'll go with, I think I'll go with four. Yeah, I really like it. I like, it's a very classic co-op gameplay. I already said the whole structure, right, of players' turns, game turn. I think the thing that hurts it is just some of the confusion, which is a rule book problem Mm. of like, you know, how does Ash move? That's not very clear. I have to go read through the encounters beforehand to play with Ash so that I understand it, but that doesn't make sense either. Like, yeah. So I think there's just some of those little confusions. Also, there is a very heavy luck side sometimes that you just can't account for. Like, we kept losing our scrap. We kept losing our scrap tokens. Did you literally just drop your scrap tokens? <laughs> I dropped the mora, the moral. Morale? Morale. <laughs> yeah, but like there was just a bit of bad luck that made it so that it's felt near impossible for us to make it through yeah. a whole round of our turns and end up in the galley together with scrap. Yes. Like, that wasn't very fun to me. No. And I think because there's, a, you know, it's a debate that you often see, or not a debate, but like a question that you often see on, on Twitter and other stuff of like some people are really against games that feature any sort of luck aren't they and so you know I don't mind a bit of luck but yeah when you completely again and again get shafted by said luck it becomes a bit frustrating (laughs) yeah yeah and that I'm sure that wouldn't happen all the time but it's just like it was happening frequently enough in this one yeah that it killed a little bit of the fun there of like oh my gosh this is impossible like we have two morale left and you know like there's just no way we still have the final mission to deal with yes oh yeah we never would have made it after reading what our final mission was having to actually kill ash and then flamethrower the alien we didn't have a chance (laughs) we were screwed also i think the starting for one to three should have been like in between oh yeah depending on how many players you've got you start with a different amount of morale yeah yes anyways but yeah i think it captures the the feel of alien without killing your you know without getting getting killed keeping it friendly but my nephew actually he's eight he wouldn't play with this with me because he uh he was a little too scared oh, well man. it's he's two years too yeah. young for it so i know 
<laughs> but he usually will play like games 10 and up. But this yeah. one, I think Alien was just a little too creepy. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm also going to go for four. Pretty much, I can't think of anything else to add on what you've already said. Just once we got into it, it was simple enough. You just take your four actions or your five actions or whatever. There's nothing to combat. You either move, you pick something up, you drop something or you make something. That's You know, it's, it's really simple to get to grips with. But yeah, as you said, just a few things that are a little bit confusing. Like on this, I'm just this alien stalk card it's got the symbols that's how many spaces the alien moves and that's how much morale damage it will deal to you if it meets you but it's got the title of the card alien stalk and then an arrow pointing down and so i read it and i was like use caution while navigating an empire i was like what does that mean it's just flavor text but it made it look like it was an action that we had to do do you know what i mean (laughs) flavor text seemed like a requirement and it was like oh wait no that's just flavor text it's weird so i feel like games either have to go all in on those extra story elements or just not have it at all this was like do you know what would add in one percent of do you know what would have cleared it up for me if they just put it in speech marks just put speech marks around it so i I knew it was a quote from or italics yes i was gonna say italics would work too yeah and just not have that arrow pointing to it because when i see an arrow i follow the arrow so it was like okay here it is now do this and that was the mistake i made but that's probably an aesthetic thing anyway so yeah gameplay four i think to go to that same thing sorry was in again in the rule book they didn't talk about the different types of encounter cards right because you've got alien and you've got orders and quiet and so my first time playing through there's the one order or alien card that says shuffle all alien encounter cards back into the encounter deck so i just assumed that all of these were alien encounter cards so i just kept shuffling the deck which wasn't thinning out at all and it made the game even more easy because like you know more scrap kept coming up and more you know like so i kept kidding those and then there's also the one that lets you tells you to do the orders shuffle the orders back in yeah and so that was like another confusing thing that affects the fun of it like yeah and i'm just just a thought that i literally just had because we're all gamers probably we could use our intuition to work out some of the more confusing stuff i think maybe if you weren't a gamer and you picked this up and were playing it i think you would score and you were fragging it afterwards for some reason i think the game <laughs> play would score quite a bit lower because you probably wouldn't have the experience to work out what do you know what i mean yeah uh, like it's not very intuitive to yeah, a non yes i was just blabbering on and you summed it up in one sentence i was like yes if, if only i had worded it that way from the start because <laughs> <was great>. <laughs> you obviously have a lot of non-gamers listening so <laughs> uh mark we need a gameplay number uh well yeah i'll say four as well e- really easy to pick up like just after like the first round i knew exactly what was going on and what the turn structure was and just it, yeah really really easy because they could have gone maybe it was like the age range they're aiming for they could have gone really more complicated had lots of extra story cards in there made extra but sometimes you get these and they are really really you've got a whole extra set of cards for something else or something yeah, else this it could have really, easily you know, your encounter deck that was it and then you had your missions and you knew what you were doing there weren't any other loads and loads of elements which sometimes you can get yeah this could have been heavier 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 yeah. than max could yeah so it was really yeah it was really easy to pick up and to play and just to know what was going on and yeah so that's why I gave it a four there you go I, I'm almost I was almost reconsidering my number because of the setup the setup is a pain on this thing did we talk about that we didn't really How, what's, but, what's complicated well, it's just like, like put this in this room and put this here and put this there it's not, it didn't seem like I mean I know I didn't set it up or anything but it didn't seem like it was complicated <laughs> <laughs> saw it already set like, up it was like oh yes this was easy <laughs> I feel like I could 
set this up. <laughs> I just wish because setup doesn't vary. Like I wish that they put the icons on the board so that you could just have the board out and you didn't like there is no way I could probably play this 10 times and not know exactly where everything goes. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Just on the board, have a little space or a little symbol so you know a gas canister starts there or you know that scrap starts there or whatever. Yeah, like that would have made it a little bit more intuitive, right? Like it yeah. goes to that easy to pick up because, yeah, it sucks having to pull out the rule book. Yeah, especially when it's a rule book that you have to wade through and double check everything and be like, what does this mean? Am I just not getting it or have they written it badly? <laughs> During it, like it's not even a big rule book, but we were looking up a rule and you looked at it and it was like, look at this section of the rule book. And quite a few times I was like, I definitely remember seeing that somewhere, but I can't find, I can't remember which bit of the rule, like logically it would be in the alien section, but no, it's not. It's over here. And <laughs> yeah. I'll keep my four still, but it was, it's like barely a four. <laughs> 3. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hunt, should an officer expire during active deployment, refer to mother for task distribution. What's that mean? That's nothing. Is that just a bit of flavor text? Yeah, well, so that gives it an overall frag of 15.6. So oh, a solid, it's a solid effort. Mm -hmm. Yes. Before we go on to the, the crucial question of the episode, I was just wondering, obviously, you know, the default is you make a game and then you churn out as many expansions as you can and you rape all the money off as many people as possible. What expansions could this have? Well, I was going to say, are all the crew members represented? Yes. You can't add any more crew members, really, if you're basing this on the first Alien film. Yeah. Okay, so you can't do that. Nope. Could you add more aliens? Nope. Oh. Well, you could, but there's only one in the movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can't really add an extra, you know, extra map of the ship. No. I suppose you could have the shuttle. You know, at the end, when she gets on the shuttle, a that shuttle could be a separate mini board. Shuttle mini board. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. One of the final missions has, like, the engine room or something, and it has a self-destruct oh, yeah, self thing, isn't it? Yeah. But also, what makes this... Well, also, you could just leave it as it is, as oh, its no. own standalone oh, no. game, without tons of expansions. I'm not saying it needs I'm not saying it and needs that's why one. It be, just... it, you know it could be that is it you've got your missions you've got your character oh, done you just do an expansion where you get Brett's name right yes <laughs> a correction correction pack. expansion yeah <laughs> the right name on the right board <laughs> you could yeah a little pack where it's got a new Brett board it's got a plastic ash figure uh, and a new rule book and yeah. a little sticker it wouldn't even need the whole board just a sticker that you could stick on it that's the spot where the encounter card are meant to go. <laughs> could add like you could add you know boards like you were saying I think that would be good adding new objectives that could maybe like you know do a reward when you do it or trigger yeah. something or making a more like a, a flowing story type thing so that it's like here's beginning objectives mid objectives end yes. objectives or something like that yeah almost I don't know I was just thinking like survival mode where the alien can kill you and you start mm -hmm. with all, all, all five crew members and the can you complete it before all five of them are dead sort of thing oh that would be an awesome solo mode i know that mode, yeah the designer scott rogers he's pretty active on twitter and it's you know like i think i had said something on twitter like one player this game's not great this game kind of sucks at one player and he's like my i always recommend playing one player as three players like just have one person fall three and i'm like well then why you're the designer why didn't you put it in the rule book like did ravensburger say like no because the way it is in the rule book like i'm surprised that i 
tried it more than once because I just thought like, maybe I just played this wrong, which I did, but also it wasn't better when I played it right. So yeah. I'm sure that maybe Scott even listens to this because, you know, he's he's pretty active and involved when people talk about the game. So hi, Scott. Well, let's not say hi to Scott just yet. <laughs> All depends on what Mark says next. Oh, no. Is it a win or not? I say. Bear in mind, you've got Scott, <laughs> you've got Riley. This was a present from Riley. Gets- no, no, no. You have to be honest because I love that you guys didn't hold back either. Like, there are definite flaws with the game. I just got it for you because I knew you were such a big Alien fan. So, like, I shipped it here from America. From America! When I opened the box, an eagle flew out. Um, there yep. was a gun in there as well, you know? <laughs> but no ammo because that's expensive. Yeah, <laughs> I can get my hands on guns easy. <laughs> uh, no, I say it is a win. Yay! Yes. Yay. <laughs> that makes it eighty-two thirty-three. There you go. Cool. Yeah, Riley. Before we stop, do you want to do a quick plug of all your various endeavors? Can I ask you guys? It's a bank holiday. Yes. Can yeah. I ask you guys questions before we wrap up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, do bank holidays there? Because we don't have that here in. The, U- the US of A. Are, do they have specific names and purposes? This one is May Day. Is what? May Day. So like, like, I'm going down, May Day, May Day. <laughs> As in like, the start of May. Isn't it supposed to be, is it the longest day or the start of summer or something? It's like... I don't know. Yeah, there's always one around May. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. When else do we have bank holidays? Uh, there's one at the end of May. There's called May Nay. Go away, May Day. It's in May, but we've got extra bank holidays this year because of the Queen's Jubilee. Yes. So we've got two extra days, bank holidays, in June as well. Yes. Because it's a Thursday and a Friday, and it's basically everyone has a long weekend, has like a four-day weekend. So we've got extra this year. Uh, and there's usually one on a, like around Easter. That's a, a bank holiday. I think that's it. We don't have, yeah, we don't have loads. I, I think other countries have more bank holidays than the UK. I guess so. technically we you would probably call things like President's Day here or yeah. Martin Luther King those might be like bank holidays I guess we yeah. just don't call them that no I don't, okay. know, I don't know why they say bank holiday well obviously the banks bank holidays <clears throat> here we go are you ready for history organised firm does history bank holidays were introduced as an act of parliament by Sir John Lubbock in 1871 it uh, introduced public holidays in addition to those customarily recognised the act created four public holidays in England Wales and Ireland and five in Scotland why why do the Scottish people get an extra bank holiday. Rude. Easter Monday, Whit Monday, don't know what that is, first Monday in August, December 26th if it's a weekday. Is Whit Monday what's May Day then? <laughs> uh, May Day, yeah. Good Friday. First, See, Scotland, you get the first Monday in May. So that's what this is. The first Monday. Is this Whit Monday? They are. They all tend to be Mondays, yeah. apart from these extra Jubilee ones. And that's how ours work too, actually. They always do like President's Day is always on a Monday and Martin mm. Luther King Day is on a Monday. And when the Queen dies, we'll have an extra bank holiday as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we will. Well, no, we walk in more. Everything will shut for a day. Yeah, everything will stop. Do you when guys, when a when a like a president or an ex president goes away, pops their clogs, do, is that recognised? Is there a day of I don't know, no mourning? I don't think so. 
know. I don't even know. Like, I think that George George Bush Sr. Did he pass a little bit ago? And it was just like, yeah, he died. Like, okay, it's just kind of like acknowledged. But I don't think there's any big to do about it. I guess I don't when know. The queen, when the Queen dies, like everything will stop. Like all the radio, TV, yeah. everything will just stop. Oh wow! And, yeah, it'll be massive. That is yeah. interesting. Yeah. I bet when when Barack goes, there'll be there'll be something. I think I think you have to be sort of like the current no. person for a big thing to happen. I think you just have to be a good one. I mean, not we've the- had presidents assassinated, and I I mean, <laughs> I wasn't alive then, but... <laughs> I don't think everything stopped. Yeah, but I think everything just kind of went on. They just, like, move on, and, you know, they're, like there's a big funeral service, I'm sure. Yeah. But I don't think it's, mm. like, a banks take the day off, and or, you know, businesses give employees the day off and stuff. While we're on the topic, would anyone care to guess which country in the world has the most public holidays? Oh. I would say, like, I don't know, like, Sweden or somewhere like that. Do we have any advance on Sweden? Maybe maybe somewhere like Ireland. You are both wrong. I mean, duh, of all the countries in the world and you pick the wrong one. Ugh, you're so rubbish. It's Myanmar and it has 30 paid days of holiday. Oh, paid days of holiday. Wow. But yeah, because we get, wow. you were like, we don't, like, if you, we get paid. I get paid. A lot of annual, people's annual leave is, have the bank holidays included. Yeah. Not everyone though. But there you go. Interesting. So, so I was going to ask though, since it's a bank holiday, you guys are playing board games all day are you going to do an episode on that or no we just because we knew we were podcasting this so we saved our episode like for this okay well this is already pretty long but do you want to talk about what games you've played well we can do i'm not sure we finished for the day (laughs) fair (laughs) although you know for making how about bank holiday the board game there's something there Ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous theme. Ridiculous theme. Bank holiday. What would you that do would, on bank holiday? Well, I don't know. Game. You've got like a not calendar. go to the bank. That's like what a <laughs> calendar, and you have to get around somehow. The calendar's the board, and when you get to a bank holiday, something happens. I don't know. It's just maybe I'm, you have I'm, to I'm, schedule the bank holidays. Yeah, or you're trying to reschedule them against your opponent. Hmm. Oh, or you both run banks, and whoever <laughs> <laughs> cancels the holidays <laughs> makes the most money. I don't know. But you can be different <laughs> countries. Trying to like make the most bank holidays, but still have a functioning society type thing. Maybe, or maybe you have to. If you have a bank holiday, you don't make as much money, so you have to like assassinate each other's like <laughs> leaders to make bank holidays happen. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> While we've been having this riveting conversation, right. I've noticed something on the board. Oh. Look at hypersleep. There's only six hypersleep capsules. But there are seven crew members. Don't look. Don't look. I'll cover <laughs> it up. Wait, who are the seven? I thought there were six. No, because the five that we can play as, plus Ash, plus Kane. Well, but Ash doesn't sleep. No, but they don't know he's a robot, so he does sleep. He gets out oh. of Oh, right. Wrong. You are right. Ooh. All right. Change changing go to zero. <laughs> zero. Change fun to zero. Because of this, I now no longer understand the gameplay. <laughs> But um, yeah. Okay, well, next week then, I expect a full report on the games played during your bank holiday. Okay. During May. I'm making a note. I'm writing Mayday games. I'm not. I'm just scribbling fuck off Riley on the bank. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, that's I, acceptable. Too. <laughs> this is your podcast. Whatever. Do whatever you want. Without fun, there can be no function. Right. Riley, plug, plug some stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil is on Friend and Foe Adventure Co. with me. That's a Bunkers and Badasses RPG actual play podcast. We have a lot of fun doing that. We haven't played for a little while, but we still have new episodes coming out. And that's been a lot of fun. Go check it out. It's mainly focused on comedy. We're pretty rules light. And but it we is, gotta play with it's it. fucking explicit. So if that's not your fucking thing, don't fucking listen to it. Fuck. If it ain't your fucking cup of tea, <laughs> then fuck off. <laughs> I can say that on yours. You can. <laughs> uh, and then I've got the board game community show. I've had some bigger hosts or bigger. Yeah, bigger hosts. I'm the guest always. I've had some bigger guests lately. So like this after the day after this comes out will be Eric Royce, who is the designer of Spirit Island, my favorite game. Do you literally just reach out to like, do you slide into their DMs and be like, hey, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I do. I go, hey, you look awesome. You look so hot. Want to come on the board game community show? Some of them I have to email. So like email or I DM them on Twitter. I'm just like, hey, do you want to come on the show? And I've had like Eric Lang. I've had Elizabeth Hargrave of Wingspan Renown. Did trying you to think. speaking then? Because all I heard was me, 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 me. <laughs> Listen to the board game community show and follow me on Twitter at Riled Nerd. Ramble, ramble, ramble. <laughs> you don't have to answer this on air, but has anyone just giving you like a flat no hell no i'm not doing that a lot of times i'll get like a oh i'm not doing interviews reach out to me in three months and i think they do that so that they weed people out right to test how dedicated you are yeah because both eric or no both yeah eric royce and elizabeth hargrave did that i don't think i've gotten a straight up like nah (laughs) (laughs) eric lang didn't reply to my first advance but but then the second time he did you had to send some nudes before he'd even talk to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, cool. yeah. Have you ever wondered how I make a podcast? Well, I'm here to let you in on it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Isn't it? Okay. We've, we've come to the end. I've been Phil. I've been Mark. Oh, and I've been Riley. <laughs> <laughs> You can find us on Facebook at Organised Fun Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Fun Organised with an S because we're British. Thanks for listening. Bye, Ludophiles. Uh, Bye. You're the fucking captain. Now's the time when we stop. Good night. Good night.